Hey everyone, it's Leanne Wolke. So I wanted to share this concept that life is happening for you, not to you. I remember the summer of my freshman year of college. I was driving up to Lake Havasu with a couple of friends. I was in my car with another friend and there were a couple other cars of us. Some other friends were going to meet us up the next day. We left late at night and we were going to drive all night and get up there at about six o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning to beat the heat because Lake Havasu, if you've never been there, can get up into the 120s. It's not for the faint of heart, but we loved it. Wonderful water skiing and jet skiing and just a fantastic time. We were tired. We had been up all night. My car didn't have air conditioning, so we had the windows down, but we got sleepy. And I remember waking up as my car went across the lane, the two-lane road, and I hit the brakes as we were starting to go down an embankment, and the car turned And then I looked in my rearview mirror and I saw a telephone pole behind me and I slammed the brakes on as hard as I could and we stopped within inches. I was so grateful because literally in a moment I saw my whole life pass before my eyes. It was as if I was so carefully guided to wake up. And I was fortunate enough, I just put my car in gear, drove up out of this little ditch and we went on our way a good reminder to be safer when we were driving. However, the next day we heard from our friends and another friend who was on the way up to meet us had gone off the road and then tried to correct it and ended up getting in a horrible accident. So my friend Billy, who I had known since preschool, died. It was heartbreaking It was the second death that we had had on our street from young kids driving. So after that trip to the river, we went home and I was scheduled to start a job for summer at Disneyland. And instead I decided I needed to go up and work for my dad that summer. My dad lived in Northern California and I was going to do odd jobs for him and get a job as a cocktail waitress at a local restaurant, which was kind of ironic because I had no idea what any of the drinks were. But my dad knew the owner, so he got me the job. And I went and I worked for my dad, and we laughed and hung out for all of summer. It was a chance for me to really get close to him again. My parents got divorced when I was nine, and eventually my dad moved to Northern California, and I didn't get to see him as much as I would have liked. But that summer was like we made up for lost time. I went back to college and my dad had had a sailboat. He had a 40-foot Newporter, which was this beautiful catch, which means it has two masts, which are the long things that the sails hang off of. And it had been sold to a friend of his and then he took it back from the friend because a friend realized he didn't know how to sail it. It was a big boat to sail. And this boat was in San Diego, and I happened to be going to school in San Diego. And I remember sheepishly going to my dad and saying, Hey, Dad, what do you think about me living on the boat? And he thought about it for a minute. He said, Well, why not? I'm already paying for it. You might as well. So I grabbed a childhood friend, and she and I moved on to 
my dad's sailboat. It was fantastic. Here we were, two college kids, some of the youngest ones in the whole marina, living on one of the biggest boats. I had 18 units. I was studying and getting a 4.0. And I would come home every day after school, lay on the back deck and study. I thought life was perfect. But back to the summer. That summer, I remember before we left to go home, my sister Cindy had come up to stay for a while. And Cindy and I, as close as we were, could get in huge fights. And it was one of those fights. And I think I threatened not to take her back to Southern California because she was not doing something I liked, apparently. And my dad came in and my dad had been a cop for years. He was a private investigator. He was a tough one. And I only had seen my dad cry once in his life. And that was when his mom passed away. But my dad came in and talked to me after my sister and I were in this fight. And he had tears in his eyes. And I said, Dad, what's going on? And he said, when I hurt, I hurt when you hurt. And I don't want to see you this way. And those words stuck with me. I went back to school. And of course, I drove my sister with me. Moved on to the boat. And I thought things were great. And then a couple months later, I got that fateful call saying that my dad had been in an accident. And that we needed to go quickly to Northern California to be with him. Five days later, on Thanksgiving Day, my dad passed away. And my world felt shattered. But I was so grateful for the summer I had with him. Because if I wouldn't have gotten that accident and my friend Billy wouldn't have passed away, I never would have gone to see my dad that summer. If I wouldn't have gone to see my dad that summer, I never would have felt that closeness again that I so desperately needed to feel before he passed away. It was a gift. It was a gift I never could have seen coming. And a gift that it took a lot of time to understand. But such a huge gift. So I think that life is always happening for us. Because had that summer turned out differently, I would have been heartbroken even more. So can you see those things in your life that happen, that they're happening for you, even if you don't understand how it's all going to play out in the moment. Even if it doesn't seem to make sense. Can you trust that there is some divine source bigger than you, bigger than me, bigger than all of us? That that divine intelligence is guiding, is supporting. And that life is happening for you. Bye for now.